listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm John. I'm Tiny. And we're here to talk about odd news, current events, past events, and anything what, else that comes about. Whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, really, yeah. If you don't like it, start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anything big happened to you this week? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, me either. I went Except camping. that we're in the playoffs. We are in the playoffs. <laughs> are you, you talking talk about, about... Big Mad. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're, you're referring to... 30-time Southeastern Conference tackle football champion, the University of Alabama, getting in the college football playoffs. Yes. And I think everybody who's not an Alabama fan is mad about it. Yeah, because apparently they put us in over a team that beat LSU. Yeah, right. I mean, we beat LSU too. Sure. Whatever. They beat them by 14. We beat them by seven. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And LSU is like, third or fourth best team we beat, and that is their best team they beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's bringing up that they only beat 6-6 six and six Boston College by three points. Or that they're on their third-string quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I understand that you don't want to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Listen, last year we had Georgia sure. versus TCU right. as the national championship. That's right. People who – I feel like the people who are mad, the people who care about college football, do y'all want to see that game again? Well, here's the thing. TCU did beat Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know that TCU is a total fraud. They weren't on Georgia's level. (laughs) Nobody was on Georgia's level. That's That's understatement of the year right there, 2023. (laughs) Yes. Georgia State – or, I mean, TCU was not on Georgia's level. Do you know who was on Georgia's level this year? I do. (laughs) Alabama Crimson Tide. (laughs) We're talking Dixie's football pride, (laughs) the Crimson Tide. Yes, we were. Um, So, yeah, people are mad. But the ACC, like, people are like, okay, I can't believe my friend Brody, shout out Brody. I know you're listening. Brody's like, I don't think it's right. An undefeated Power 5 team gets left out of the playoffs. And I understand that. Well, the playoff is four teams. This is going to be fixed next year. But the ACC is barely a Power 5 conference when you look at it. They're horrible across the board. They're almost Conference USA. You take a while, Mm -hmm. maybe Florida State, and that's it. Clemson had a decent year this year. Not great. Yeah, they're nothing. So, I'm sorry their conference is weak. Winning the SEC means more than winning the ACC. I feel worse about Georgia getting left out. I do, too. (laughs) Georgia should definitely be in. (laughs) They lost one game. And the other thing is nobody's mad at Michigan. Michigan is cheaters. (laughs) That's an excellent point. They played nobody. (laughs) And cheated to do it. And they cheated to do it. The only team they played was Ohio State. They Now, they boat raced Ohio State. Did you see the meme in your feed today? I don't know. about the assistant coach has been spotted in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) He's got like this crazy (laughs) headgear. Yeah, I did see that. (laughs) Like binoculars and radar and everything. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, nobody's mad at Michigan getting in. They should be mad at them more than they're mad at us. Yeah. We lost to the number three team. That's the only game we lost. Mm-hmm. There's an argument. That- and Georgia lost to the number four team. Yeah. That's all they lost. That's all they lost. <laughs> and there's an argument that the Big 12 Super Week, which it is, so maybe Texas shouldn't have got in. All I know is Alabama definitely deserves to be there. I make no apologies that were there. I don't <laughs> feel bad for anybody. You know what? It actually makes it feel better. Oh, yes. Than it would be if, if everybody was just clapping, saying, yeah. you know, they did they made the right decision. Alabama deserves to be there. Yeah. It wouldn't be as fun right. as everybody being mad that we're there. Well, and that's it. I, this is my now, Michigan may beat the crap out of us. They, they might. might. Uh, that's certainly a possibility. <laughs> they may have our whole playbook yeah. sitting on a bin PDF format yeah. on someone's they, iPhone right now. They own that condo overlooking <laughs> the practice field. <laughs> Connor Stallions has been there all fall since he left the Michigan program. <laughs> it, but I hope all this hate towards Alabama fuels us. Yes. Because it's been a while since we've had this level of hate against right. us. Right. I mean, you get your normal Alabama pays the referees hate and stuff, but now we're getting Alabama pays the college playoffs <laughs> committee hate too. And I'm here for it. And hopefully that fuels us and we can potentially rematch against Texas. But Washington's a decent football team. I mean, they're they're a good football team. I was on X and I don't remember somebody's account tweeted, I hope Michigan wipes the floor. With Alabama, yeah, and that little bookmark, <laughs> like uh-huh. so many people had bookmarked oh, that I tweet bet. that I couldn't even bookmark. I went to bookmark <laughs> and it was like, "Sorry, too many people." You reached the limit. <laughs> like bookmark this tweet. <laughs> well, I watched the game. I was camping out. <clears throat> I watched the game on my phone. You did try to make fun of me, like I was <laughs> gonna miss it. I, I you know what? I should have known better. <laughs> yeah, right. Luckily, we were camping and at just Camp Horn here has excellent cell service. There's right. two cell towers on the camp property because it's <laughs> nice. one of the highest points in Tuscaloosa County. Um, and so I watched the game and Georgia's first drive where they just, it was like they were playing it Tuscaloosa like County. It looked like Alabama's high. first drive against Auburn last yeah, week. Right. Or and two I, weeks ago. I was like, that's it. We're done. We're dead. There's mm-hmm. no way we're going to beat Georgia. I was right. You know, I was like, of course I'm right. And then we beat them, and it's great. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we're a team of destiny. We'll see. John is – he's man enough to admit when he's wrong. Yeah. And when he said Alabama was going to get destroyed by Georgia. Right. He was wrong. I was wrong. I meant on the first drive. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the whole game. I was just on the first drive. Yeah. But uh, what a what a great game! I was so happy, and uh, now we're in the playoffs, and everybody else is mad, and y'all can all cry about it in the weed eater bowl or whatever else y'all are playing in. <laughs> One thing I do hope, also, just real quick, yeah, um, all the hatred for Alabama getting in ahead of Florida State is no one mad that Texas? Well, like I've heard, Texas no, has one loss. I to have a worse heard team nobody say. I mean, Alabama beat the number one team, mm-hmm. and I've heard no one say, "Well, you know, Alabama should have been number three, right?" And Florida State should have gone ahead of Texas. No one has said that. Now, Texas did beat us head to head. All right, that's that is a fact. But Texas lost to Oklahoma, and they won the Big Twelve, which was really nothing. And 
maybe they should have been four. You know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if I'm on the committee, I think it makes sense to put Texas ahead of Alabama. I'm just making the point that yeah. everyone's mad at Alabama. Right. No one has said anything about the other one lost no. team that's in the playoff. Or the cheaters that are in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> There's cheaters. They're the number one seed, and everybody's just – we took all the heat off of them. <laughs> and that's fine. We'll put it on them in the Rose Bowl, and, and we'll see how good they really are. Maybe they have all our signs. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But I don't know if you saw the video of them – Watching Alabama get announced. Yes. <laughs> they went, <gasps> Yeah. Should have been illegal to film that. Like <laughs> somebody should get in trouble to film, should be in trouble up at Michigan for filming that and putting it on the internet. Yeah. That's not good at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm glad we're in the playoffs and we may lose and that's fine. And when we lose, everybody's going to dance on our graves mm-hmm. and say we're not supposed to be there. That's cool. That's what happens. But you know who also could lose? Yeah. Who? Florida State. Florida State's got to play Georgia. Well, that's what I'm saying. Florida State has a chance for everybody who thinks they deserve to be in the playoffs. They have a chance to prove their worth to the entire nation and beat Georgia. Now, it's not quite the same because if they do win, no one will probably remember that. Sure. In Florida State years. will. They'll probably make a national championship ring. Teams in Florida love to declare <laughs> themselves national champions. <laughs> yes. Also, <laughs> look, you, you get me started up now. <laughs> also, everyone is acting like this is the first time in college football history where teams haven't been able to play for the national championship. Right. It's happened forever. Auburn got left out of the national championship. Even if you go way back, Auburn uh, ended up beating Syracuse in the Sugar Bowl and didn't get the national championship when they probably deserved it. I think what that about was Alabama back in nineteen sixty. Yeah, what was it sixty nine? Yeah, sixty nine. We went undefeated right. and didn't get to play right. for the national championship. Sure. It's happened all throughout the history because of how the sport's set up. It, it's not set. It's going that way to where it's gonna. We're gonna have a bigger playoff next year and all that. But That'll help. There's gonna be people who are. 13. Yeah. And they're going to argue we should have got in. Yeah, absolutely. It's never going to stop. Now, here's another crazy point. They wanted to expand the playoffs this year, 2023, Mm -hmm. and the ACC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 all got together and cried and whined about it and formed a coalition (laughs) to keep that from happening because they thought it would favor the SEC and put them at a disadvantage. So guess what? (laughs) ACC, your team didn't get in. So it's like, well, well, well. Yeah. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Yes. (laughs) So they ought to be mad at the ACC commissioner and all the athletic directors who are like, we don't want to do that because it's going to give the SEC team, you know, how many ever teams in. Which, by the way. We're going to be in anyway. (laughs) I think. (laughs) The SEC is going to, I mean, look at this year. They're going to be represented. Yes. So just get over it. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. If you win our league, you deserve to be in the playoffs. That's the number one thing that every Alabama should say. Alabama fans should say. If you win the SEC, you deserve to be in the playoffs. Look at the final rankings. I think think it's like six of the top 13 teams Mm -hmm. are in the SEC. That's half of our league. You can look at recruiting. Yeah. You can look at the NFL draft. Right. I mean. That's who. And once again, Florida State's best win 
is against LSU. And then everybody's like, well, they they went on the road and beat Florida. Well, Florida sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That is not impressive. Florida sucks. Traditionally, Florida's been good from the 90s on. People, Florida fans like to forget about that they were mediocre up until Steve Spurrier got there. Right. And, you know, they're just returning back to the norm, I guess, <laughs> unless they rehire Urban Meyer and get a bunch of killers and a Jesus-loving quarterback again <laughs> to win it, it all. It did work for him. That, <laughs> it worked well. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So Florida sucks. That's not impressive that you beat Florida. Nobody cares. Yeah. I think Arkansas beat Florida. Which people are throwing up, well, y'all barely beat Arkansas, too. Well, yeah, you're right. We barely did, but we did. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fine. They barely beat Boston College. County High could compete with Boston College. I don't think they will win. <laughs> Thompson High School in Alabama would beat Boston College. <laughs> I would bet money they would beat them. <laughs> All right. That's enough about that. We'll talk about the playoffs more in the show. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we got a couple of stories about uh I got a story – Ron DeSantis has got his panties in a wad over <laughs> the playoffs. Yes. He's got his he's got his boots in a wad. <laughs> Have you seen all the controversy about his boots? I I just saw that like something about uh I know people are talking about his boots, but I'm unaware of the context of He the wears like shoe lifts so he looks taller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, you do stuff like that when you're a politician. Yeah. Because that for some reason that matters to the right. public. So we're going to talk about Ronnie Boy. Uh, what does Trump call him? Desanctimonious. Oh, Desanctimonious. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk. I got two Desanctimonious stories, and then we're going to talk about jailed Russians. Not Brittany Griner, but she probably had to go through this. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you? I have a story about Ms. Nicaragua. Okay. I have a story about George Santos, but. You said we were going to talk about the football playoff. Let's do it. This story comes from AL.com. Nick Saban says his cell number was leaked, and he gets hundreds of hate calls after Alabama's college football playoff standings. Uh, Nick Saban on Sunday said that his cell phone number was leaked, leading to hundreds of calls from anonymous callers upset over Alabama's college football playoff. Rivals.com, which obtained a video of the comments, reports the Alabama coach told his players of the leak during the team's awards banquet. I've had probably over 250 anonymous callers today calling me every name in the book and talking about how we shouldn't be in the playoffs. So we still have naysayers out there. We still have players who don't believe in us. I bet. I bet the players love to hear that. Oh, yeah. It, it may not have even happened. He may just be telling his team that. I bet it did. I bet you there <laughs> was some recruit Florida State guy that Nick Saban had called before, and he yeah. was just like, "Here, hey, here's his number, y'all. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it took. On Sunday, the college football playoff committee named the Tide the number four seed after Alabama defeated then number one Georgia 27-24 to for the SEC championship Saturday night. Uh, most of these people are from Florida, Saban said. Per the report, I don't know how the heck they got my number, but it is out there. Alabama senior U.S. senator weighed in on the report. Doxing and haters that you don't represent sound familiar. Senator Tommy Tuberville tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tubbs. He's on our side now. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Fear the Thumb himself. He knows what gives him votes. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Alabama. 
faces number one Michigan in the Rose Bowl on Cheaters. January 1st. <laughs> the Wolverines didn't appear to be thrilled with the matchup. Still, Michigan's Blake Corum reiterated the Wolverines are the top dogs. Well, you are now that we took out the yeah. real <laughs> the right. top dog. <laughs> yeah, you would have been top dog whoever us. Congratulations, Vice President. <laughs> <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> And it's got a link right here to your Rose Bowl ticket. So if you don't want to roll out to Cali yeah. Yeah. and watch the Tides <laughs> smack them. Hudson was, because he was on the couch, he's like, can we go to the Rose Bowl? I was like, no, buddy. We can't. <laughs> like, Is your brother going to be playing in a parade? Right? We're going to have to get Thomas in a parade out there. <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't even know where the Rose Bowl was. you know? Right. And uh, he was like, why not? I was like, it's in Pasadena, California. And I was like, so we would have to fly out there and stay out there. Mm -hmm. And tickets are going to be like $1,000. And so he was like. And the, and the hotel is going to be like $1,000. Oh, yeah. $1, yeah. And so then he was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll watch it on TV. Wouldn't you rather go to the national championship? <laughs> Which, where's that going to be held? I don't know. Is was well, not the Orange Bowl because that's what uh, that's what old uh, Georgia and Florida State. Why don't I just Google it? Oh, yeah, if only there was a way. Yeah, let's see. Uh, NRG Stadium. What is that? What bowl is that? Here we go. It's going to be the Cotton Bowl, I think. Well, oh. I know you know what they call it the National Championship Game, but it's being played in Texas. Hmm. So, all right, that's got to be you know like a. First year of the playoffs, where did we win it at? Was it in the Rose Bowl? No, that was 2009. Like it was, we played it in New Orleans or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the Sugar Bowl. It was a national championship game because they had the Sugar Bowl like, you know, before, a day before. Yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah. Anyways, we're not going to Texas either. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have family out there I might could bum a, a couch from. Yeah, sign up for the Patreon so me and Johnny yeah, go right. to We'll film, our, we'll film us out there. <laughs> we need to link up with Roll Tide Willie, the, <laughs> my favorite Bama fan in the world. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, Tiny. Roll Tide Willie? Tiny. Hold on. I'm just going to let me find him here. I mean, he's no Harvey Updike. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ain't that far from it. <laughs> They got us in there, Willie. Yeah, they put us in there. They knew to put us in there. They can't leave the SEC. They can't, can't leave the champs out. It just don't make no sense. Don't it? make no sense. Who is the greatest team? The Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide. Here, here. And we coming for you. It don't matter who we, you are. We coming for you. You better be ready. That's his house. That's, That's where his house. Is. We don't give a piss <laughs> about nothing but the Tide, baby. Blitz by the Blitz. <laughs> you Dilly gotta Dilly. follow him on Instagram. You'll fall in love with him. <laughs> He's my favorite person in the world. I want to meet him. Yeah. So we can hook up with him. Join the Patreon, <laughs> guys. Join the Patreon. It'll be great. Well, um, how does uh, how does Ron DeSanctimonious feel about this? Well, Ron DeSanctimonious is mad, of course. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Slams the college football playoffs, wants to sue over Florida State snub. Hmm. All right, it's our presidential candidate here. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis took the college football playoff committee to task on Tuesday, slamming, that's today, by the way, we're <laughs> recording it today, 
slamming its decisions to exclude the undefeated FSU football team from the four-team playoff. People in New Zealand do not care about any of this at all, <laughs> by the way. No, but th- this has made it to the national stage, though. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all over the country. I was thinking of our listeners in other parts of the world. DeSantis, speaking at a news conference, the detail has proposed a $114.4 billion budget for Florida, said he is asking for $1 million to let FSU sue the college football playoff committee, even though the championship will be decided months before the budget is approved. Wait, 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 wait. So where's that money coming from? The taxpayers of Florida. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. Sure. You know those <laughs> Once <might>. again... <laughs> The Republicans, they pretend to be fiscally conservative when the Democrats are in power. Well, you know the Miami and Florida fans love for their tax dollars to go for Florida State to sue somebody, even USF and UCF. So, um, Which, by the way, everybody's talking about us struggling to beat USF. Well, that was with our backup quarterback. That's that's a good point. They struggle with their backup quarterback to beat uh, Louisville. That's right. Yeah. Who lost to Kentucky the week before? <laughs> I would like to point out, not in basketball, in football. Yeah. They lost to Kentucky in football. Uh, here's a quote from De Sanctimonious. My first grader, my fifth grader, and my preschooler, they are all Knowles, and they are big-time fans, and they do the tomahawk chalk, chop, racially insensitive. <laughs> And they were I not. Bet they happy. all wear blackface. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes, that's why I brought that up. <laughs> Did you hear that the kids are part of a Native American tribe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, he don't look like it. No, <laughs> but you know, I, t- I, I tell you what, they mix I, with some settlers. I bet he's got more Native American blood than uh, the guy who wrote the, that story. Well, I was going to say where Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, he said, we are going to set aside one million and let the chips fall where they may. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> it ain't going to help you get that trophy. Whoever wins it's not shipping it to you, buddy. Yeah. Maybe you should, all, you know, rather you should bet on Crimson. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is clearly a ploy to get votes, right, from Florida State fans and everybody else who's outraged because – they're tired of seeing Alabama. That's all. What it all comes down to is they're tired of seeing this tiny. Which okay, look, he's he's not going to be the nominee, right? No, <laughs> I mean, no. He has a better chance. Or I'll, I'll say this: Florida State has a better chance of being the, the national champion than he has of being the nominee. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's exactly right. But like all the Florida State fans, they're going to like all the people in Florida are voting for him anyway. Yeah, they're going to vote for so him. So how's he – like, I don't see how this is really going to pick him up any votes. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Politicians are stupid. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, his This is a recommendation. It's simply a suggestion to the Florida legislature, which will begin its annual session next, next month. Um, once the legislature agrees on a – excuse me, as a front for dinner, coming back to get me. <laughs> Once the legislator agrees on a spending plan, DeSantis will have power to veto individual items. Florida State's admission from the college football playoff elicited a fiery response from the team and its supporters. Head coach Mike Norvell said he was disgusted and infuriated with the Seminoles becoming the first unbeaten Power 5 conference winner to ever miss out. 
while ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips called the decision unfathomable. People also forget Florida State tried to get enough money to buy their way out of the ACC before this season began because they knew it was a weak conference. So they could they were talking to Chase Bank or whoever to get a whatever the buyout, I think a $120 million buyout fee that they have. Hmm. Which, fun fact, I think until last year, maybe the year before, the SEC had no fee to leave it. You could just go, I don't want to be in it anymore, like Georgia Tech and Tulane did. Right. And but then they put it in. It's low though compared to that. It's like fifty million dollars or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, Florida State, uh, Florida State is a different team than it was the first eleven weeks. College football playoff selection committee chairman Boo Corrigan, who's an ACC AD by the way, told ESPN. As you look at who they are as a team right now, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic he brings, they are a different team, and the committee voted Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. Florida State, as a number 5 seed, will face two-time defending national champion Georgia in the Capital One Orange Bowl on December 30th. (laughs) So, mark your calendars. Good luck. (laughs) I mean, look. I've seen this happen before where a team, they kind of get the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. And then they just kind of quit. Alabama happened to us. Yeah, it happened, I was going to say it happened to us in, what in was the it, Sugar Bowl. 2010. Yeah. When we forgot to run Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you, Lane Kiffin. But if if Georgia, if they play mm-hmm. to, like, have, if they play them, have they yeah. played us? Right. And, and, Georgia, and, Florida, and you know, Florida State, if they're not out to, to make some kind of statement. Yeah. And they, well, don't you think Nick's probably called Kirby and was like, y'all got to put it on them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're starting, you know, like a lot of players will opt out for the bowl games if it's not in the playoffs mm-hmm. now, but they're starting running back at Georgia was like, I'm, I'm playing, you know, I'm here. I, I want to win. And so maybe that'll keep everybody else to play and they'll put a hurting on them. That's what I'm hoping for. That's, that's what I say now. Yeah. Granted, we we want them to put a hurting on them to make us look good. I won't. No, I, I root for the conference. All right. I'm an SEC fan. That's an added byproduct. I right. want all SEC teams to win their bowl games. Mm-hmm. Is Auburn in a bowl? Did they make a bowl? I don't know. Let's Google that. <laughs> oh, Maryland and Auburn are to play in the Music City Bowl. I, you know, just right before you said that, I was like, maybe they're playing in Nashville. It's not the Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I went to the Music City Bowl one time back in the Shula years. I, we played Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah, I and watched, lost. <laughs> I watched Virginia Tech and Michael Vick beat the absolute crap out of Alabama in the Music City Bowl in the rain. <laughs> and that's when I was like, Michael Vick is the greatest football player in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, aside from Derek Thomas, but that's a whole other conversation. That's why I love Michael Vick to this day. <laughs> he's got some, he's got some tough pit bulls too. <laughs> he's got, you know what? He's a dog lover. He loves dogs. Okay, some dogs. He he loves dogs. <laughs> really, when you look into that, don't get me started on Michael Vick. <laughs> All that was kind of going on. He had very limited knowledge of it. Okay. <laughs> If he's not like Mount Cody. You know, Mount Cody got in trouble for it, too. Oh, he did? Yeah. Huh. Oh, I missed yeah. that somehow. 
Yeah, Mount Cody was down there with him. He was like holding the chains and stuff. Those, <laughs> Those dogs ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Michael Wick just made some bad friends. And yeah. And then maybe talked about it on, on TV. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't smart. It's a cultural thing. It's like cockfighting. It's cultural. Okay. <laughs> That's what he said on TV. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but you know what? He did his time. He did. And he said he was sorry. And this is America. It's the land of second chances. I think it's crazy people still hold it against him. He's came do back. He's been nothing but a model him, citizen. Huh? Like, do people still hold it? I mean, I know oh, people yeah. make jokes, but do people no. really? You know, I posted a while back, you know, like things I'll never apologize for loving. And Michael Vick was one <laughs> of them. And people were like, Michael Vick, really? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, he's an amazing football player. <laughs> yeah. I have never apologized for loving Michael Vick, Hank Williams Jr. People a lot of people hate Hank Jr. too. He get a little mouthy sometimes, say some bad things. I love him. I can't help him. <laughs> I don't apologize for that. Uh well, moving on to my next story here. Sadly, this isn't about the college football playoff. Oh, dang. <laughs> but we're going to talk about George Santos. Okay. Uh, he, Say it to me, Santos. He ha- is, I think, the sixth person mm-hmm. to ever be removed from Congress. Okay. And he has now turned to uh, to Cameo, I guess, to maybe as as a as a income stream to re- replace some of the campaign finances that he's going to be missing out on. I wonder how much it costs. I think $200. Can we take some Patreon money and get him to do like uh, my favorite podcast is Earth Oddity? I mean, I don't see why not. When me and John Fetterman are hanging out. Especially if we can email that to like a bunch of like news outlets. Sure. And get right. them to to make fun of him being like, right. here he is talking about the Earth Oddity podcast. It's not a bad <laughs> That's idea. It's not a terrible idea. It's not a t- that might be $200 well spent. <laughs> what if we got him to do one and we got Michael Vick to do one? <laughs> is he on there? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find out. <laughs> Surely he's not. He's probably got enough money not to be on Cameo. <laughs> right. But if he was, that would be great. <laughs> anyway, this comes from APnews.com. George Santos already has a new gig. The former congressman, fresh off his historic expulsion last week, has created a Cameo account where the public can pay for a personalized video message. Screenshots of his account with the bio, former congressional icon, (laughs) started to spread online Monday morning. But the afternoon, by the afternoon, users, including several lawmakers, were posting clips of Santos offering advice, blowing kisses and making cracks about Botox. Quote, screw the haters. The haters are going to hate, he said in one of the videos shared by Nebraska State Senator Megan Hunt. Look, (laughs) they can boot me out of Congress, but they can't take away my good humor or my larger than life personality, nor my good faith and and the absolute pride I have for everything I've done. Everything? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. As a public servant, Tiny. (laughs) The price for a personalized video from Santos started at $75. Oh. But by Monday evening, it went as high as 200 Beautiful. And he's also selling text messages for 10 bucks. He did not immediately return a voicemail seeking comment on Monday, but added a link to the Cameo account on his personal account on X. Last week, Santos was expelled from the House following a scandal-plagued tenure in Congress and a looming criminal trial. He is... 
only the sixth member of the chamber's history to be ousted by colleagues. Wow. Days later, he appeared to be in good spirits, smiling as he told another Cameo user, you know, Botox keeps you young, fillers keep you plump. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He is young and plump. The videos marked the latest bizarre turn for Santos, a once up-and-coming Republican who flipped a district in New York, but whose life story began to immediately unravel as he entered the spotlight. He was wild. Reports detailed that he lied about having Jewish ancestry. (laughs) He lied about everything. (laughs) A career at top Wall Street firms and a college degree, among other things. Beautiful. Which, I mean, hey, if he's going to lie... If it's why is it so wrong for him to lie about being Jewish, yeah. but not for Elizabeth Warren to lie about being Native American? <laughs> That's a good point. Then came a sprawling federal indictment in which he is accused of stealing the identities of donors and using their credit cards to make tens of thousands of dollars in unauthorized charges. And wiring some of the money to his personal bank account. See, that's he where is, he messed up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He that's, had like cash withdrawals. That's the buddy. real problem. Yeah, I mean, like, the lies are funny. Yeah, but the real problem is, I remember I saw on. I think I was on Breaking Point. See, stole the credit card for like some other, like one of his colleagues' mom, <laughs> and like did the max charge to like his campaign finance. Beautiful. <laughs> he was just going wild. The man was a wild man. <laughs> He's pleaded not guilty, and he has a trial scheduled scheduled for next year. But yeah, like his, like there were charges for everything from Botox to OnlyFans to jewelry. Hmm. Basically, if you if you uh, if you donated if you donated, his- donated money to his campaign, he used that for whatever. Yeah, I mean hookers. Well, <laughs> you name good it. for George. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, I, bet, they, I bet it was a fun ride while it lasted. They had to get him out because he flipped a Democratic district. So right. now they get a shot to get another Dem back in, yeah. right? That, and I think also, I mean, look, I, I I can't prove anything. Yeah. But I feel like if, if you sat down and really had access to all the data, probably most of our Congress members are yeah. guilty of fi- of campaign finance fraud in some way, shape, or form. I would think so. And this dude, he was just going hog wild, yeah, shining a spotlight on it. And right. they were like, "Nah, dude, exactly. you gotta, you're going to ruin this for all of us." Yeah, you can't be you can't be this flamboyant with it, George. <laughs> there was probably a conversation like, "Yeah, he probably had warnings." Yeah, all right, look, buddy, you're getting out of pocket here. Rain it in. Stop doing that. Look, a nice steak dinner every once in a while is fine. That you can expense to your campaign. There are even ways you can hide that. Yes, right. There are even ways you can spend it on this, but you can you know document it as right. this. Yeah. But he was just like, no. Nah. <laughs> it's like you only live once, baby. <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> You're only in Congress once. <laughs> well, um. I mean, unless you're Diane Feinstein. <laughs> sure. Then you're in there forever. You're in office until after you're legally declared. Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Like mentally incompetent? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah if you, someone has power of attorney and you're still a member. You're of, still, you're still, a, yeah, you're still voting. Yeah. You're still voting. <laughs> you can't decide. You can't make your own end of life care decisions for yourself. Right. But you can make them for the entire, for the entire country. people in your district. Yeah. Well, what we do, 
I'm tired of old people in politics. I don't want to sound <laughs> ageist. I'm tired of them. If they can do the job, maybe it's not such a big deal. But, it's but can they? So bad. Like, okay, you got Mitch McConnell like freezing yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> if he was like, if he was like your uncle, you would be worried about him. You would go, you know, if he was the Walmart greeter and that was happening, you would be like, Uncle Mitch, we need you to not work anymore. You know, it's not healthy for you. Right. But for some reason, we just keep putting them back into office. It's mean. And it doesn't help anybody. They can't even, you know, I mean, Hillary Hillary Clinton, the big joke was that she hadn't pumped her gas in forever. You know, like she (laughs) talked about that. But do you think Mitch McConnell knows how to attach a file to an email? (laughs) I mean... My assumption would be that he has some 20-year-old right. intern to do exactly. that for him. What, if you can't attach a file to an email, you're unfit to serve our country <laughs> right. in this day and age. <laughs> That's, that should be a, a test we give all of them. If you're still sending handwritten correspondence yeah, right. via postage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all forwarding those old chain emails and stuff. <laughs> He's like, Man, I gotta, I gotta share this with ten people. Or right. I'm gonna get cursed. My mother may die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Look, I don't want to alarm the chambers, but if we have a problem, it's called Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> Y2K might have been the biggest sham ever pulled off in the whole country. You know, we thought that all the computers were going to rise up against us because they couldn't figure out the yeah. difference between 1000 and 2000. My thing was, what does it matter if the computer thinks it's, you know, 1901 and it's 2001, you know, right. Or, or 1900 and 2000. Why would that matter at all? Well, at the time, it was scary. Oh, I know. I wrote <laughs> I about you. I, was, I wrote a front page article for the eight, Crimson White. I was, while I was eighteen at years Alabama. old, and I was like, "This is this is it." <laughs> so I was ending. I went to a fish concert in the middle of a swamp in Florida. Shout out to Brody Hughes with us. I was not worried. I was like, "Well, if it's going to end, this might be the funnest place for it to end." But I'll admit, when it turned midnight, I held my breath for a little bit, and I was like. Is there a nuclear explosion? Anything like that happening? And then I was like, Is my bank account now zero? I mean, it was zero before. (laughs) I used every dollar I had to go on that trip. Yeah. And I listened to Alabama lose to Tom Brady in Michigan in the Orange Bowl on the way home from that. I got one last thing to say about Mitch McConnell. My favorite Instagram reel that I think I've ever seen in my life was it was like a meme. It was like, me asking my toddler if they need to go to the bathroom, my toddler saying no two minutes later, and then it was just the video of Mitch it McConnell like froze up. A toddler will do that, buddy. Yes. They're like, do you need to go to the potty? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got too many old people in Congress. What was what? Oh, somebody told me Mitch McConnell was like the thirteenth oldest person in Congress. There's like thirteen more people older than him in Congress. Right. Yeah, I mean Joe Biden, he's up there. 
Yeah. And he's the president. How are they going to let him be president again? I don't know. He has no idea what's going on. It's mean <laughs> what they're doing to him. They're, it's mean. Get him out of there. Why can't? I don't understand that. Remember when he was like saying hey to one of his friends and like they were dead? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, where's right. so-and-so? Is she not here? Yes. Like, no, yeah, she's no, not. She's dead. <laughs> Mitch, uh, Joe Biden, he is, he's got something wrong with it. He's just old. He's confused, dementia. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with him. You remember, like, he came out for something. He's like at the helicopter or whatever, and he walks out, and he's like, they wipe my butt. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's possible that that's not what he said, but that's what it sounded like. Go watch it. That's exactly what he said. It's just, I'm sorry. What? It's wrong. They, I don't, you know, maybe they're just like, we, we don't have anybody else worth running. You know, I guess Newsom or whatever would be okay. Kamala but is not an option, I but don't think. It's so late in the game now. Sure. Which I mean, I mean, maybe I don't know. It's just it's bizarre that he's I, he's who they're going with. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Why? I have no idea. I because I mean he's not doing anything. Do you think he's deciding on strategy as far as policy or anything like that? I hope not. Does anybody <laughs> listening to this think Joe Biden is in there going, you know what we need to do with Israel and Hamas? Well, maybe that's the problem is all those people want to keep their job. That, maybe and that's, why, and that's why he's running. It's like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> they just keep trotting him out there. That's exactly what it is. His cabinet is like totally weekend at burning, yeah. Bernie'sing president. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Joe, here's some ice cream. We're putting on Wheel of Fortune. Will you sign this document where we send $80 billion to Ukraine, please? And he's like, sure. And then he's like, well, I'll tell you, when I was a, a young man, <laughs> little boys used to swim under the water and rub my hairy legs. <laughs> and they're like, okay, Grandpa, I'll sign it for you again. Right. <laughs> they're like moving his hand, making him sign it. <laughs> I bet... I bet there's a professional like signature like from, oh like, yeah what is I'm trying to say like yeah like a, a, a you talking forge, about a, a forging signature yeah professional whatever that would there's someone that yeah. they pay to write his name on stuff of course <laughs> he probably doesn't even remember how to spell his name <laughs> it's sad I'm not you know I don't hate Joe Biden I want him to do well he's the president of I our mean country. yeah I want the, if he does bad, it's probably not too good for us yeah. as a nation. Yeah. No. Has it been real good for you here lately? <laughs> no. It hasn't for anyone. <laughs> Except the government of Ukraine who's got all our money. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm tired of old people in the government. We need to stop. Unless we're going to put my dad in office. <laughs> so that you can make all the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I would be his Hunter Biden. <laughs> Yeah, let me make all the decisions. <laughs> yeah, we would rule with an iron fist, by the way. We'd clean this country up. Yeah. 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 Oh, they would hate us. Uh, okay. Well, let's stay on DeSantis, the sanctimonious now. Um, 
Ron DeSantis's poop map during Gavin Newsom debate is brutally mocked. Okay. Did you watch the DeSantis Newsom debate? No. Who did? <laughs> well, how big of a nerd do you have to be to watch that? I didn't watch the Republican primary debate. No. So why would I watch no. a pointless debate between two governors? You know, the next Republican debate is happening in Tuscaloosa, right? Had no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the University of Alabama campus. That's how much I care about it. Right. Hmm. Now, if Trump was showing up, that would be something to watch. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, people in Tuscaloosa will drive to Huntsville yeah. to go to a MAGA rally. Yes. But they won't turn out to see <laughs> no. who's who's competing to be the like number two, <laughs> like the first loser. Right. Nobody cares about Nikki Haley. Right. Nobody does. I mean, I care that she wants to get us in more war. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and she thinks her heels are ammunition. Somehow. Oh, is that? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, she said, somebody said something about her high heel shoes, and she said, uh, these aren't shoes, they're weapons. Okay. I wear them for ammunition. Which okay. I still don't understand. Sounds kinky. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what that, that is. But California did immediately outlaw high Assault capacity high heels shoes as soon as she said that. <laughs> Strippers across the state are distraught. <laughs> I have nothing against a high heel shoe. I appreciate a good high heel shoe on a lady, you know? Deidre doesn't wear too many of them. She ain't got balance like that. She'll tip over real easily. <laughs> All right, a clip of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis holding up a map showing human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco during his debate with California Governor Gavin Newsom has gone viral on social media. The two governors clashed over a range of issues, including crime, abortion, and civil rights during a heated debate in Georgia hosted by Fox News. Discussing the problem of vagrancy in California, Newsom said, We've also invested unprecedented resources in reforming our behavioral health system. Ron has literally the worst mental health system in America. Forgive me, outside of Mississippi and Texas, dang Mississippi taking strays <laughs> in the debate. <laughs> I mean... Is this just me, but does that make him sound like such a jerk? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, But he continues, so with all due respect to being lectured on some of these topics, Ron DeSantis is not the one I'm going to be listening to. Hmm. So, uh, so to this, he holds up a map. Yes. Of human feces in San Francisco. The Florida governor immediately hit back by raising a printout and stating, this is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. And you may be asking, <laughs> what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. It's a lot of plops. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of plops on this map. <laughs> Uh, the clip was posted on X uh, by some account. I can't even pronounce the name. Asen, uh -huh. uh, which shares politics footage. Uh, and it was picked up. It says received more than 500,000 views uh, along with 800 reposts and 4,200 uh, 4, likes. The incident sparked widespread mockery on uh, from other social media users with one writing, not going to lie, Ron DeSantis holding up a map of poop 
to the secret map of Poop Town was my favorite part of the debate. <laughs> a second wrote, Republicans, they may not have ideas. They may not be able to lead. They may not be able to govern. They may not be serious humans, but they're always ready for a crap show for the cameras. Um, somebody else said all Ron did to prepare was print out maps of poops. So, <laughs> um, But... I think the point we're missing here is someone has developed an app. I've actually Googled that right mm-hmm. here. The name of the app is Snap Crap. Snap Crap. <laughs> and it is a legitimate app where people who live in San Francisco, they download this. And if they see crap on the sidewalk, they log into the app and they report it. Yeah. And I guess it just stays there because they don't come clean it up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You got to wait for it to rain. <laughs> <laughs> the first mention I'm, I'm seeing is uh, apparently uh, October 4th, 2018. Oh, it's been around so since it's 2018. It's been around a while. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Well, yeah. Um, apparently, there's an issue in San Francisco with people pooping outside, so much so that someone developed an app to warn others. <laughs> I, I think mean, that, that may be the point DeSantis was trying to make. Right. You know, hey, yeah, Mississippi may have bad mental health, but <laughs> no one's developed an app because people are <laughs> stepping in doo doo on their way to work. Which, I mean, uh, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. But how can he just take a shot at Mississippi out of nowhere? Alabama's way worse in mental health than Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Does now Nicole lives in California? Nicole's wonderful listener. Happy birthday! She had a birthday this week. I don't know if you wished her happy birthday. <laughs> I did because I care. Credit to John. Credit to me. <laughs> I think countrywide, just about everybody doesn't like California, right? Ah, I, I mean. California as a state is a huge state. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful and state. And there are parts that are beautiful. Uh-huh. But as big. far as like the big, huge, like urban areas like LA and San Francisco. Right. I've heard a lot of people complaining about those places. I've never been yeah. there, so I don't want to Me speak either. out of turn. I've never been to LA, so I don't know what the traffic is like or I'm, the gang violence or yeah. whatever it is. Right. But it seems like... uh everyone likes to make fun of Florida because there's crazy headlines about Florida man doing all kinds of stuff. Yes. But at least in recent years, it seems like there's more people flocking to Florida than than people flocking flocking to to southern parts of California. I agree. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, U-Haul does a mover report every year. Mm -hmm. And for the last five years or so, people have been moving out of California more than moving into California. Yeah, and then that gets everybody else, like all the the upper upper western states. You know, they got bumper stickers that's like "Don't California, my Idaho," and all right. that stuff. Because, and you know, people are like, "Well, they're going to turn Texas blue," and you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Because apparently, if you live in LA, you now are required by law and decree of Joe Rogan that you have to live in Austin, Texas now. <laughs> right. So they're all moving there. Yeah, I know Joe Rogan, he has talked about why he left California a lot. And so maybe sometimes some of his complaints get kind of transferred 
are yeah. echoed by other people. Yeah, he's only the biggest platform in the entire world. I know that uh, at one point in the debate, which I didn't watch the debate, but I did see some clips. Like he tried to bring up this stat that there were more people moving from Florida to California than people leaving California to Florida. Yeah, but the reason that is that's not per capita. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like California is huge, and you're only counting people leaving California and going to Florida. You're not counting just people leaving California. Going period. Going, right. Yeah, going all, yeah. all over the country. I hope there's so. nobody's moving to Alabama. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, from anywhere. <laughs> I like our small little state where nobody knows and everybody thinks we're dumb. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of things to to enforce. Perpetuate yeah, the perpetuate. Yes, that's the great, best way to put it. But as long as people don't move here, yeah, just leave then us alone. We can just continue enjoying our yeah. little slice of redneck heaven. Yeah, let us do our own thing. No lottery. <laughs> <laughs> no drinking on Sundays. Let us do our own Country's thing. Country's most liberal bag limit on whitetail deer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which it is deer season, so, you know. Do you hunt any? Every now and again, I'll go a couple times because I have like a, a plot of family land. Yeah. and. You know, it being your property, like you don't have to get a license as long as you stay on your own property. Right. Yeah. So every now and again, I would go like maybe once or twice, but I'm not a huge fan of the cold weather. I think you can hunt over corn now, though. Can you? I think so. I knew there for a while you could bait year round, but just not during During actual deer season. season. But you're saying now it don't matter. I think you can now. I mean, I feel like that's what most hunters do anyway. But. Of course. <laughs> There's only so many game wardens. <laughs> You're probably going to get away with it. I but. remember my buddy at work, <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> he also goes by Turkey Man. <laughs> <laughs> he used to joke that uh, he says, I, I hunt over corn every year. <laughs> and every year I have an excellent uh, harvest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have to buy a uh, – this is so government. Um, the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources now offers a bait privilege license to hunters on privately owned or leased lands. Oh, how this, much is that going to cost me? Oh, I don't know. This allows a license holder of EDH to hunt white-tailed deer and feral hogs with the aid of bait within the state. Um, oh, it's like 15 Dollars for residents and fifty one for non residents. Oh, that's that's yeah. nothing. Yeah, man, right. that's excellent. Yeah, fifteen dollars to pour some I mean, corn out. I mean, that's fifteen dollars for something I was going to do anyway. <laughs> 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 but I don't yeah. have to worry about getting stuck with a huge fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah now they will. The fines for hunting illegally are pretty steep. Mm-hmm. They don't like you breaking a the law there. So I guess especially when the law is as loose as it is. Yeah, right. We're like, hey, guys, <laughs> we're giving y'all as much as we can. <laughs> Just stay within the boundaries. <laughs> Basically, we're only asking you not to hunt at night with the aid of a spotlight. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, hunters are like, I, 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 I still can't put a laser on my rifle. <laughs> Why can't I put a laser on my rifle? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we got on deer hunting from Gavin Newsom, but... <laughs> I, why don't they just let Newsom run for president? You know, he's like, seems like a young, cool dude. So why don't they just say Joe? Well, I, I think he seems like kind of a <laughs> a pompous prick. 
oh, personally, yeah. I'm not going to vote for him, but I think he would get more votes than Joe Biden. Yeah, I definitely think. It. Well, uh, Tiny, Joe Biden got the most votes in the history of the world. Okay. Well, really, I think I think that speaks more to Trump because all those votes, they weren't voting for him. They were sure. voting against the other guy. Well, we know it was rigged. You don't have to pretend. <laughs> Everybody knows it was rigged. Well, I don't, you know, we really should be getting into this in the in the extended show, but <laughs> I'll just make a quick like I don't think it was rigged. I've seen no hard evidence that there was any like actual like what am I trying to manipulation? Say? Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, that's manipulation's a wrong word because while I don't think the election was rigged, it was manipulated. Yeah. We had the Hunter the Hunter Biden laptop story came out. Sure. And we had the FBI saying this bears all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Right. It was a hundred percent legit. No one has had to answer for the That's FBI saying thing. that to yeah. the to the nation. Yeah. No, yeah. They straight up lied to America about this Hunter Biden laptop story. No one's had to answer for crap. Yeah, no one's in trouble. Yeah. No. Hunter Biden's not even really in trouble. <laughs> he only got in trouble for not paying child support. And, like, look, I mean, mail-in ballots, I, I'm not the person to ask as far as the right. the actual statistics about who this benefits versus who and who this gives whatever. The, but the point is, is that it was never as widespread as it was during COVID. Sure. The COVID lockdowns, like, okay, like, yeah, you didn't cheat, but... It was this was an election like no other. I agree, and it seems like everything was done to help one side, yeah. and to not help the other. So, yeah, it wasn't rigged, but eh, yeah, was it though? <laughs> well, I am, a- and I'm not saying that we would be any better off now if Donald Trump had won. I'm not oh, saying yeah, that. No, I don't say that. I either. think we're screwed no matter what. Personally, yeah. no, we, we've made. <laughs> This is decades of mistakes we're living through now. But when one side says that for four years that yeah. there was a, a a Russian collusion, <laughs> sure, and that the 2016 election was hacked, right? I, we heard that for four years, yeah. And then the very next election, well, this is the most honorable, <laughs> fair election that's ever happened in the entire history of the United States. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I agree. And I think the American public knows it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think the large majority of people <laughs> are. Yeah. That's why Joe Rogan gets like six million downloads an episode, yeah. and CNN can't even get a million people to right. watch their primetime stuff <laughs> yes. because we know how full of crap they are. The only people that has a lower approval rating than Congress is the mainstream media. Yeah. Like in every polling that no one believes them. No, it doesn't matter if it's Fox news that matter if it's MSNBC, CNN, whoever. Yeah. Nobody trusts the news. And you ask any media person and they'll be like, well, this is because Trump destroyed the nation. Yeah. Yeah. They just, he, that, you know, Trump destroyed the, our credibility, yeah. and and he went on the attack, and it's all his fault. At no point will any of them ever look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe it's because I lied about yeah. Russian yeah. collusion for three years. How about y'all been lying about a lot of stuff? Y'all lie <laughs> yes. about stuff that don't matter. Y'all have put a <laughs> y'all have put a weatherman out in like a knee high ditch and shoot it so it looks like their water's all up to the waist, and be like <laughs> it's flooding down here on the south side of town. And then you see a couple of rednecks just walk behind them with waders on. Yeah, 
they lie about stuff that don't even matter. So, yeah. Nobody Did you see them. where they, uh, when Joe Rogan, when he got sick with COVID, and they like put a filter on him to like make him look oh, yellow? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yes. <laughs> now, you know, they, uh, they altered, uh, George Zimmerman's uh, mug shot to make him look whiter. <laughs> you were there calling him a white Hispanic. Yes. <laughs> Which he may have been half white, whatever. But you didn't have to change the tone of his skin to fit your narrative. And look, I'm no fan of George Zimmerman, man. Now, you can't flim-flam a Zim Zam. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but I'm no fan of George Zimmerman. I think he was wrong. Probably should have went to jail for the rest of his life. Okay. That was one of the greatest trials in the history of the world. <laughs> if you haven't, you should just go watch a YouTube compilation of it. It was, it was excellent. Or how about, and we were talking about this earlier, the little kid, a, a kid. Yeah. A little kid at a right. Chiefs game. He had one side of his face painted black and he had the other side of his face painted red. The team's colors. Yeah. With an Indian headdress on, like a, chief, a Native American headdress on, like a Chiefs headdress. Because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Because they're the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's a sports writer. They like took a photo of the black side of his face and told the country, this little kid's wearing blackface. He's making fun of Native Americans and yeah, black culturally people culturally appropriating Native Americans and making fun of black people. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out his dad's on a board. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Native American kid, and half of his face was red. Yeah. yeah. Or Nick Sandman. Remember him? Oh, I forgot about him. All he did dude. was stand in one spot, <laughs> yeah. and this Native American guy came up, and he was, like, beating his drum and doing yeah. some kind of chant or something, and all he did was stand there. Well, he had a MAGA hat on, Tiny. That's a crime. <laughs> That's a crime. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot. He was wearing... A MAGA hat. How right. dare he? He's from a privileged private school, and he had a MAGA hat on. And of like course half, he's racist. And half the country immediately was like, let's kill this kid. Let's yeah. murder this kid right. because he was harassing a Native American. And he was just standing and there smiling. And all he did was standing there smiling. Yeah. Well, that's the news media for you. <laughs> yes. That's why you should only get your news from Earth Oddity Podcast. <laughs> yes. The only, only trusted <laughs> news source in all the world. Yeah. Look, at no point, at no point will anyone in the mainstream media, which even that name is a misnomer because it's not mainstream anymore. Yeah, nobody pays attention no to it. No one pays attention. They're, they're, they're struggling the for relevance. That's yes. why they're doing this even more is they're struggling for relevance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, internet killed them. This is like the death rattle. Yeah. This is like the death throes of, That's exactly of a dying industry. And I mean, there is something to be said well, I mean, I, I majored in journalism for a, a while until I realized my wife didn't want to move around, or my girlfriend at the time didn't want mm -hmm. to move around the country with me while I advanced my career. There's there are ethics that you have to learn and should be practiced. I'm not I'm not saying citizen journalism is a way to go. You're going to have the same problems you have now. We already do. I mean, people. People think John F. Kennedy Jr. is alive, okay? <laughs> right. So there are those same problems that exist, but, but they're like, already there anyways. I, I know. I feel like all of that, like all this misinformation that we deal with, yeah. we don't need to be protected from misinformation. I we agree. need to be exposed to it because what that does is, yes, you're going to have individuals, like you said, who yeah. do think that, you know, Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But by and large, the public as a whole is going to get inoculated against these dumb ideas. Yeah. Well, and you realize pretty quickly, 
all right, Tiny, who's over here tweeting out that JFK Jr. is coming back on Inauguration Day or whatever, mm-hmm. like, well, he's an idiot, you know? Right. And so you don't pay attention to him anymore. I mean, there's going to be idiots who pay attention to him, but there's always going to be idiots. The, mm-hmm. the majority of people can suss that out on their own. We're all pretty decently intelligent, you know, folks, I think, except for the idiots. So, and the idiots are always going to be there. You can't, it's like, don't even worry about them. You got to protect those people. <laughs> There's still people wearing masks in their cars driving alone. They're just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for them wearing a mask, but you can take it off when you're in the car by yourself, man. And you can probably take it off, period. Yeah, because I agree. Turns out all the people who were saying that the virus is smaller than any <laughs> oh, yeah. gaps that are in, in the mask. You want to talk about misinformation <laughs> yes. with COVID? It was all over the place. <laughs> if the if mainstream media wants to protect us from misinformation, maybe they should just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would go a long way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. We learned a lot during COVID because they were like, well, it'll live for two years on a hard surface, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still go back to the point of Walmart was open and staffed at normal Walmart levels the whole pandemic. Right. People were going in and out. They made us walk through that daggone circus barricade to get in Walmart. Yeah, by and large, the the party who claims to represent the common working man yeah. were involved in the largest transfer of wealth from small business oh, yes. to major corporations. Absolutely. Let that sink in. Yes. Yeah. And they had workers the whole time. You know, like yeah. it, it had. They're essential. They're they essential, were John. essential. Now, look, I'm not <laughs> sliding the fact that they had to work. Right. Yeah. You and I worked the whole time except when we had COVID. <laughs> but you would think they would have been falling out left and right with as many people they encountered. Anyway. Yeah, let's get off of this. I'm going to try to rein this back in. We may need to edit it all that out. <laughs> we didn't turn into Alex Jones there for a little bit. They're turning the frogs gay, Tiny. <laughs> well, well, listen, I'm going to bring this back. Let's get back on track. Let's talk about real news here. Okay. Police charged director of Miss Nicaragua pageant for running beauty queen coup plot to overthrow the government. (laughs) The CIA has infiltrated (laughs) Nicaraguan beauty pageants. Uh, This comes from NBC News. Uh, And this is a mainstream mainstream (laughs) news article, so facts may vary. (laughs) (laughs) Nicaraguan police said Friday that they want to arrest the director of the Miss Nicaragua pageant, accusing her of intentionally rigging contests Mm. (laughs) so that anti-government beauty queens will win the pageants as part of a plot to overthrow the government. It's not a bad plan. (laughs) I mean, I was just sitting here thinking, like, if you want to overthrow the government, it's not a terrible idea to get the nation's most beautiful women on your side. Look. (laughs) <laughs> if Kelly Kapowski had have been like, go charge the Capitol on January 6th, I'd have been like, I'm on my way, baby. <laughs> uh, the charges against pageant director Karen Celebrelli would not be out of place in a vintage James Bond movie. Now, Karen doesn't sound very Nicaraguan to me. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, with a repressive, closed-off government plot, 
coup plotting claims, foreign agents, and beauty queens. It all started on November 18th when Ms. Nicaragua, Nicaragua's uh, Shanus Palancinos, won the Miss Universe competition. The government of President Daniel Ortega briefly thought it had scored a rare public relations victory, calling her win a moment of legitimate joy and pride. But the tone quickly soured the day after the win when it emerged that Palancinos had posted photos of herself on Facebook participating in one of the mass anti-government protests in 2018. Oh, no. She's, this is like January 6th before January 6th. <laughs> yes. The protests were violently repressed, and human rights officials say that 355 people were killed by government forces. Ortega claimed the protests were an attempted coup with foreign backing aiming for his overthrow. His opponent said that Nicaraguans were protesting his increasingly repressive rule and seemingly endless urge to hold on to power. A statement by the National Police claimed Celebrelli participated actively on the internet and in the streets of the terrorist actions of a failed coup in apparent reference to the 2018 protest. She apparently slipped through the hands of police after she was reportedly denied permission to enter the country a few days ago, but local media reported that her son and husband had been taken into custody. Her husband and son faced charges of treason to the motherland. They have not spoken publicly about the charges against them. She, Celebrelli, uh, remained in contact with the traders and offered to employ the, fi- the franchises, platforms, and spaces sus- supposedly used to promote innocence, uh, innocent beauty pageants in a conspiracy orchestrated to cover, to convert the contest into traps and political ambushes financed by foreign agents, according to the statement. Uh, it didn't help that many Nicaraguans who are largely forbidden to protest or carry the national flag in marches took advantage of the Miss Universe win as a rare opportunity to celebrate in the streets. It goes on down here. It says, uh, during the contest, Palacinos 23, said that she wants to work to promote mental health after suffering debilitating bouts of anxiety herself. She also said that she wants to work closely or she wants to work to close the salary gap between the genders. But wow. on a since-deleted Facebook account under her name, uh, Palancinos posted photos of herself at a protest writing that she had initially been afraid of participating. I didn't know whether to go. I was afraid of what might happen. Some who attended the march that day recall seeing the tall, striking Palancinos there. So I don't know if she did or she didn't, if she really does plan to overthrow the government, but it's not... For public relations yeah. reasons, it's not a terrible idea to get the yeah. Miss Universe winner on your side. If you want to get the young men fired up, you get some fine women. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Yeah. They'll do whatever. Yeah, that's why they used to paint them on the side of World War II bombers and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I, I like it. I feel like Karen is definitely a CIA agent. <laughs> and we're monkeying around in another country because that's what we do. And, um, but the plan to use beauty queens is that's top notch. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Right. Donald Trump, he owns a Miss America pageant, doesn't he? That's a good point. He got elected president, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's worked. Yeah. And then tried to overthrow the government. So there you go. <laughs> it all lines up. <laughs> 
Have you seen the new president of Argentina? Yes. Yes, I have. But he, <laughs> he makes Trump look tame. I was about to say, look, I don't know a lot about Argentina. No. Argentine, Argentinian. Yes, I don't know about I don't know a lot about their politics. Sure, and and really, I don't know a ton about this guy other than I've watched a few YouTube videos about him. Yeah, that's only all I know either. But <laughs> maybe this is a bit premature. But I think I like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has German ancestry. Isn't he? <laughs> I mean, just look at him. He definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like he's part of a Beatles tribute band. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Same thing for Trump. Let's get a new haircut, guys. Because <laughs> this is wild. I've had the same haircut for forever, but I'm not in the public eye. Like, if I got in the public eye a lot, I would probably have to be like, I need a new hairstyle. Y'all make me look cooler or something. But... Yeah. Have you seen which look? Inflation is crazy. Yeah, like everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, all over the world, because governments won't quit printing up money. Yeah, it's crazy. But have you seen like the the inflation going on in Argentina right now? It's out of control. It is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We'll like, be there in a few years. Well, we very well may. But yeah. Part of part of the reason he or part of his platform was to dollarize the okay. Argentinian. Economy, yeah. Basically, let's do away with our worthless money. Right, <laughs> it's like losing ten percent every week. Yeah, and let's just use American dollars. Okay, so don't hate that. I mean, we need all the help we can get around here. <laughs> yeah. It's not, and they're saying like I saw that. Uh, now they're all illegal because the government outlawed it. But a lot of people in Argentina they get paid and they immediately go to an illegal currency exchange. exchange where they exchange their Argentinian or I can't say that word Argentinian whatever their money is they yeah. trade it for dollars or maybe gold or whatever yeah, rubles whatever because if they don't they're gonna like they're they're their money's gonna be worthless gonna, in like a week I was about to say it's, it's gonna lose 10 percent the very that very week yeah you right. know it's, so why would you hold on to that currency yeah and when it does nothing but spiral out of control. Yeah, I agree. That's why I've saved every foreign coin I've ever had in my (laughs) life. When it all tanks, at least I got something. Right. They're probably all Argentinian coins. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dang. Yeah. Um, But he's a wild card. Uh, He is something else. (laughs) People are melting down about him, dude. I'll be like, you don't live in Argentina. What do you care? Um. I think it's great. He he donned like a superhero outfit. <laughs> it was like singing karaoke on a TV show. Yeah, I know. Have you seen the one of him on like a whiteboard talking about all the program or departments he's going to? Yeah. That's my favorite. Slash. Yeah. It was a trip. <laughs> okay. Um, Brittany Griner was jailed in Russia. You know, basketball superstar Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. WNBA superstar. Well, jailed Russians are forced to listen to Bon Jovi and Moby songs on repeat. Oh, I I envisioned Russian prison as 
far worse. Far worse. <laughs> yes. One of Russia's strictest prisons has a playlist of songs it plays to inmates every morning over loudspeakers, according to an inmate. The playlist includes multiple Bon Jovi songs, hits by the DJ Moby, and even ACDC's Thunderstruck. Now, you talk about getting me pumped up. <laughs> so, so Russian prison is basically like going to like an early hots frat party. That's right. <laughs> um, one of the songs include, other songs include the Russian national anthem and songs about Moscow. The Kaptanya Pre-trial detention center seven is located in the Kaptanya district, about eleven miles from Moscow city center. Um, it's hosted political prisoners, artists, organized crime figure, figures, business leaders, terrorists, and government officials accused of committing various crimes. One of the most uh, recent high-profile detainees was opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Navalny yeah, him. Who was held there in COVID quarantine before being transferred to another jail to serve out his nine-year sentence for fraud. Uh, he was an opponent of Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is still recuperating from the effects of an assass. Oh, and he's also <laughs> recuperating from the effects of an assassination attempt using a nerve agent that is widely believed to have been carried out by officers of the Russian Federal Security Service, the FSB. Basically, the KGB now. Um, former inmate Ilya Yashin described the harsh conditions in Captonia in an August 2022 blog post uh, that was so that said it was so strict that another detainee was punished for making a cup of tea after lights out. Well, lights out is lights out, buddy. You know, <laughs> I tell my kids that we're not getting up and getting more water when they were little, you right? Know? Uh, one political prisoner currently being held at Captania is the head of Russian's election watchdog group, uh, Gregory Melkiantis. He is the chairman of the Golos, which has labeled a which was labeled as a foreign agent by Russian authorities. Uh, he's been keeping track of which songs feature on the playlist. Uh, the group shared the information on its Telegram account. Uh, tra- telegram account. Which I don't know anything about Telegram. Do you know anything about Telegram? I see people referencing it all the time. It, I, yeah, I don't know either. I think it's an app similar to. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, what's the mass? Okay, I think it's kind of like Twitter, but it's more like personal communications to each other. Okay, and it's, I think it's also kind of kind of like no holes barred. Like, if 4chan was a social media app, oh, well, I might need to download. <laughs> uh. How does the morning in a pretrial detention center begin, the group wrote. Uh, The playlist is repeated day after day, month after month. They are heard every morning by thousands of Russians awaiting trial, including political prisoners. We put these songs together so you can understand how they feel. You will be surprised by many of the songs on the playlist. Uh, Some of Moby's songs on the playlist includes Why Does My Heart Feel So Bad, Honey, and Body Rock. The Bon Jovi hits apparently include One Wild Life and It's My Life. <laughs> the latter was used by the band itself to endorse the efforts of Ukraine and its defense against Russian uh, forces. I bet you they're like, well, put it on the playlist, guys. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, 
How would you like to wake up every day to It's My Life by Bon Jovi? I mean, it would be great for a while. <laughs> Maybe I, I wouldn't do that every How many day. days do you think you could last before you were like, I got to bust out of this joint? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I could probably go a few years. Uh, three for me. Three days. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go. It's not a terrible song. Nothing against Bon Jovi. If I, if you put on the Slippery Wooden Wet album, I would listen to all of that. <laughs> I want to see all the prisoners get together and like do a choreographed TikTok <laughs> dance. dance to uh, living on a prayer in a Russian prison. <laughs> that may be the best thing they could do. Be like, Let's just throw it in their face. And yeah. of course, you'll probably get beaten to death or something. <laughs> yeah. The word's like, it's not working. Yeah. We were trying to break them. Have you ever seen the movie Bridge Over River Kwai? No. It's an older movie. Okay. Shout out to my dad. But they're British prisoners of war, and they are engineers, and they have to build a bridge, and they turn it into like, you know, they're not going to break our spirit mm. in making us do this. And it's like same same essential thing. If you wanted to do that modern day, it would be Russian prisoners doing TikTok <laughs> right. dances to Moby. Yeah. I watched Cool Hand Luke. Oh, great yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Bridge Over River Cry is a really great movie, too. Great Escape. That's a good one. Oh, Steve McQueen? Mm -hmm. Now you're hitting the movies that I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So all my movies stopped after like 1980. Or, and this isn't like really like a, I guess this isn't a prison break movie, but it definitely has some similarities. But uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Great movie. That's a good one. Good book, too. Yeah. Shout out to Ken Kesey. Deadhead, by the way. Gave the dead their start, really. Mm -hmm. Playing at the acid trip parties that they had so in la honda here's one i know that you've never seen but uh the ninth configuration no written and directed by william peter blatty I have no idea who that is he's the guy who who wrote the exorcist okay All now right. william friedkin was the director but he wrote a book called twinkle twinkle killer Kane. Oh. later adapted it for a movie which was titled the ninth configuration Huh. But it's basically like a Catholic apology for the existence of God. It is a wild movie about this experimental health, like like mental health asylum. Yeah. Where apparently like during Vietnam, there were a lot of soldiers who were going crazy. And the U.S. government stuck them in a castle <laughs> and just monitored them because they thought they were faking it. Okay. And as one would do. <laughs> yes. Right. And I, I mean, there's like one guy. He's like trying to adapt all of Shakespeare's plays for dogs. There's another guy who thinks that he could uh, he could like walk through solid objects. Okay, like his molecules should be able to de atomize or whatever, yeah. and like phase through stuff. Except the molecules and walls are just jerks, and so he's like punishing them with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all kinds of nut stuff like that. That's that's it's, very interesting. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is, I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. I I really like it a lot. Hmm. Yeah. I probably like Cool Hand Luke better. That's probably my all-time favorite movie. The scene where the lady washes the car is, like, <laughs> perfect. I mean, not just because she's hot and washing a car, but just, like, all the guys' reactions and, you know, my sweet Lucille and all that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Great movie. You should watch Bridge Over the River Kwai. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's great.
Well, now let's talk about another great thing, and that would be Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, shrimp, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Girl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On the website, that's CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. We uh. We don't have any messages. Oh, man. <laughs> or questions. No. Man. <laughs> it's December. Everybody's busy. It's the busiest month to me. It is, it is a very busy month. Yeah. I got stuff going on all this weekend. Oh, man. We ain't even got into like Christmas parties and everything. No. Yeah. Our church, they did a like a Christmas gathering last uh. Sunday, but I actually had to take a nap because I'm working nights this week. So. Uh. The family went. I stayed home. We, uh, our scout troop is chartered by Forest Lake United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. And they contacted us last week and said, hey, we have this thing every year called Share the Warmth, where it's a big Christmas party. Our church gets together. We sing, not, you know, like jingle bells and, you know, stuff that Christmas you don't. Carols. Yeah, not even carols, just not like non religious Christian songs and all that. We have a good time and, Everybody brings blankets and coats they donate and everything. And they're like, we would really love for the scout troop to be a part of it. And we were like, we're camping out this weekend, guys. Mm-hmm. We won't be back till probably lunchtime on Sunday. And they're like, great. It's from two to four. We'll see you there. <laughs> so we get back, go to CC's as I'm exiting CC's yes. with the scout troop. Who pulls up? The, <laughs> the, the, the Sullivan family. <laughs> and then we we load back into the bus and go over to back to the church to participate in the share of the warmth thing. The the boys and girls did a little skit and all that. Uh, but we stunk to high heaven. <laughs> we were camping out for three days. It was so humid. We, of course, had to wear our uniforms. Well, we wore them all weekend because oh, it was man. like a council activity we were camping out at. Man, I know I was bumping in there. <laughs> uh, Jack got up. The Scoutmaster got up to do a little, you know, hey, thanks for all your support. Because they do. They donate thousands of dollars for us to recharter every year and all that. And they let us use their facilities and the bus and all that. They're great people. They're They're big supporters of scouting. They've had a scout troop at that church since like the thirties. So, mm-hmm. um, and their minister is an Eagle scout. So, all right. Yeah. Nice. His daughter's in a thing too. But yeah, well, his first line was thanks for having us 
Sorry, you have to smell us. <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. That was the first actual Christmas party I've been to. And uh, yeah, I didn't win any door prizes. It was a sham. <laughs> we went to the Christmas parade last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the kid that got ran over? I was standing like just yards away. Like, oh, for I, real? I wasn't close enough to see it happen. But I was close enough that all of a sudden all the kids just go pouring off this oh, no. this float and like everyone starts crowding around. Yeah. And my immediate thought was somebody brought a gun and like <laughs> shot somebody over college football. <laughs> sure. Some disgruntled Florida State fan. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we uh we we eventually left because we were like, I mean, at some point they'll get this parade moving again. But yeah. We had seen most of it. And there was no telling how long it was going to be. So we didn't wow. actually know what happened until we got back. But apparently a kid fell off one of the floats and got hit by a trailer. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't know. In my mind, it was Cub Scouts. I don't know that it was. <laughs> well, I read or I was told that his injuries were serious but not life-threatening. Oh, okay. And he's currently in the hospital. Like, All right. He he will eventually recover, even though it was pretty serious. Probably get a visit from Mayor Walt Maddox. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, my wife immediately was like, "I know exactly what kid it was." <laughs> the, the, the float <laughs> was going by, and he was sitting on the edge of the trailer, and he was like kicking the tires, like the wheels, on the trailer. And there you go. I bet I bet it was him. I bet he's one. A little oh. troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read that this morning. I was like, wow, he got ran over. I bet he flat out loved the parade. <laughs> That's like, a bad joke. As we were going back to our car, like all the kids that had, I'm assuming had been on that float, they were sitting up against the wall of like that, was that Babe's Donut Shop? Yeah. Right there on the corner of mm -hmm. Greensboro and Yeah, I was University. in there. I'll tell you about going to Babe's last week too, by the way. Go ahead. Well, anyway, I just remember that... Uh, like there was a bunch of kids that were crying. Oh yeah, and one kids of, are crying. And one of their teachers was like, "Y'all just need to have a positive attitude. Y'all need to quit thinking so negative." And, and as an like, I was sitting there thinking, they just they just watched their buddy get ran over. Yes, they just saw something bad happen. If I was a teacher, I'd been like, "This is why you pay attention when I tell you to do something, guys." <laughs> You ruined all these people's parade. Right. Hope Everyone, you're happy. Because y'all wouldn't pay. I told you to get off the fenders. <laughs> uh, speaking of Babe's Donut, so Libby, uh, Elf the Musical was this week. Okay. And Libby was not in the play. She chose to be on the crew who like brings out the props and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Because she really didn't want to have to go to all the practices and everything. So whatever. Um, so... You know, it's a racket. They do school shows, <laughs> so they get all the elementary school kids to pay to come to Elf Musical. So she's got to be down there like at 8 o'clock at the Bama Theater. Well, her and all her friends decide we're going to meet at Babes and get some donuts and, you know, whatever mocha crap that girls drink, <laughs> you know, and uh, and eat. So one day I go down to take her, and she's like, well, I don't have any money. And I was like, well, I don't have any cash to give you, so I'll just go in and I'll buy your donut. And so we go in, there's a line. We're a little late getting there because my family cannot leave on time. And to get <laughs> them to leave on time, I have to be mean, and then everybody hates me for being mean. So I'm just like, if y'all want to be late, y'all want to be late. I'm not going to be late. 
because I notified everybody that I work with, I'm dropping Libby off at the Bama and I'm going by the post office. So I'm doing a job task too. Anyways, we go in, we get in line and we're almost up there. And this lady breaks in line in front of us. Oh no. Yeah. Her, and she was like, she, I don't know that she was a realtor in my mind. She was a realtor. Okay. Though. That's how she was dressed, and her little butt buddy boyfriend that she had <laughs> was dressed that way. Kept his sunglasses on indoors all the time with his quarter <laughs> zip. Cool. Yeah, with his quarter zip on and all that. Broke in front of us, ordered three dozen donuts. Yeah. It was. It took everything in me. I was going to say, did you not say anything? Well, I was going to, and uh-huh. Libby was like, no, don't say anything. I was like, they just broke in front of us. And Libby was like, I know, because there's two doors. There's a door on Greensboro and a door on the university. Well, they came in the university door, just walked right in in front, because Libby was hanging back a little bit. She wasn't keeping the line tight. I'd been telling her to keep the line tight. <laughs> <laughs> they broke in front of us. And I was like, well, I'm going to tell them they're breaking. And she's like, no, please don't. I was like, I'm Go and tell them they're breaking. She's dad, you're going to embarrass me. All my friends are already over, you know, and all that. Because I was going to make a scene. Was like, hey, we live you in a society. In, you should be embarrassed that I am, like, I let these people cut yeah. in front of me. Like, they're doing like, us that wrong. That should be the embarrassing thing is yeah. that, hey, these people cut your dad and your dad didn't say jack. And we had this whole conversation via typing out text messages and showing them to each other on our phone. <laughs> we weren't saying it out loud. <laughs> so I would like go, I'm going to say, first I was like, this lady just broke in front of us. I showed it to her. She's like, uh, she like took her phone type, you know, she's like, it's fine. We'll be okay. I was like, we're all, you're already running late. All your friends have their food. I'm going to say something to them. And that's when she's like, please don't, you're going to embarrass me, which I would have. I would have been like, <laughs> What are you doing? The line's back here. Lady, I'm very impressed with your white coasters, with your yeah. pink cables. Yes, right. <laughs> it looks very stylish. Your Louis Vuitton bag, <laughs> all that. It's probably fake anyways. <laughs> You're not even wearing a designer watch, so get out of here. So, yeah. Yeah, it made me furious, though. I was mad. I gave him the evil eye the whole way because once Libby got her food, I walked back out to my truck and they were getting in their little truck, which had a Mississippi state sticker on the back window, by the way, (laughs) no, nothing against Mississippi state, but they were state fans. And, uh, and yeah, I gave them, I was just like, what are y'all like? You broke in line, you know, you broke in line too. And that's probably what maybe the most is that they were like trying to pretend they didn't know that they had broken mm-hmm. line. The other side of me was like, I cut an entire block of people in line in New York city <laughs> to get the national history museum. That's different. <laughs> I was like, this is the world just getting back at me for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you one thing we got. Yeah. We got uh, some patrons that we need to thank. The best in the world. Man, they're going to send us to the national championship game, Tiny. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yes. (laughs) We thank y'all so much. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter. And Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, thank y'all so much. If y'all would like to become a patron, y'all can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where the $5 tier gets you Earth Oddity Extended. That's an entire extra show that we do after this one. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up with the extension today? 
We're going to talk about a lawyer who's gotten himself in a little bit of trouble. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about facial recognition and internet pornography. Okay. That we're going to discuss. Nice. In the UK. All right. So, you got anything else? No, that's it. I, I just hope everybody this December is busy for everyone in the world. Just, you know, don't let it get to you. We're almost done. We're almost to New Year's Day when Alabama will play <laughs> in the college football Play playoffs. Off. I expect everyone to watch. <laughs> I haven't spoken to Eric oh, yeah? in years, but I'm going to look him up. <laughs> <laughs> I got another friend. On New Year's Day. I got another friend uh, from Fayette. Uh, who is an Auburn and a Michigan fan. Oh, wow. He likes both. Those are his teams. <laughs> I hope his year is bad. <laughs> <laughs> because that means ours is good. Exactly. <laughs> You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are Oddity at planetmetal.net. Or you can go to earthoddity.net and you can submit stuff to us straight from the website. We have a account on X that's uh, at underscore earthoddity if you want to, if you want to tweet at us. We post show art that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Now, look, you can call this number and leave messages. <laughs> or you can text it. Yeah, you can text it. Hence the meaning of uh, you can call or text. We hadn't had anybody calling quite some time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Anybody can call. It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Here we are in the patron extension. You guys want to talk Alabama football? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that, or we can talk about the meteoric rise of Bitcoin that's been going on. This oh, yeah. Week. Is it up? <laughs> it's way up. Are you selling it? No. Why not? Because the summer of 2025, that's when it should be putting in all time highs. If, okay, assuming. History repeats itself like it has for the past three cycles. And our economy doesn't crash before this.